thank you to our listeners from around the world and survivors from all spaces and walks of life for sharing your stories responsibly. The Uni Podcast is now an affiliate of the Mental Health News Radio Network, the only podcast network in existence, serving as a beacon for mental health and wellness information, testimony, and resources. Welcome to the Uni Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca McCall, and today our journey begins in the fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and it takes us across the globe to connect with heroes in their own rights in the space of suicide prevention to help us reach a cure for suicide. Jamila, thank you so much for joining us here today. Please allow me to first welcome everybody back to the Uni Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca McCall. Today, we have a little long-distance affair going on. I'm talking to Miss Jamila. Jamila, will you please share with the audience who, a little bit about who you are, where you're calling from, and what you do? All right. My name is Jamila Jackson. I am calling from the great state of Arkansas. Um, I am duly licensed here as a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, full-time I work with adults with serious mental illnesses and then I also have my private practice and where um, I really like to focus on relational issues Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where I am calling from that is awesome you know I'm going to put it out there that before we jumped on the call you grabbed your ink pen and so you're ready to take some notes diagnose me assess me and and put all my business out there uh, for the uni podcast listeners uh, of what's going on in in Las Vegas with Bianca McCall so I appreciate you uh, for taking the time to to join us I also want to give a shout out to the mental health news radio network because without them and and them hosting this podcast and sponsoring this podcast um, we might not be able to connect today so thank you to the mental health news radio network I also want to give a shout out to irelate.org forward slash uni forward slash that application is an application for peer supports so anybody anywhere 24 7 365 can contact a peer support anytime they're having any type of troubles sometimes it's hard to talk about things and during the times they can't reach out to a licensed professional counselor like yourself um, or anybody in private practice the app is a great um, conduit between clinicians and and our peers and so um, for people that are listening go to irelate.org forward slash uni forward slash also want to give a couple of other shout outs to my production team of course you met the DJ prenup of GTV radio Um, GTV radio has been awesome for the uni podcast giving us our home to be able to have these wonderful conversations we also have TC mentality working strong motivating our audience motivating me personally um you're gonna catch me if you go on ig you're gonna catch me uh you know late nights working out tc mentality so um definitely want to give a shout out there and then we've also got frequency jewelry so i stay you know my drip comes from free free uh frequency jewelry um i've got crystals things like that i'm all balanced i'm feeling great i'm ready to get started with this podcast and so got a great circle around me and and can't can't move forward without thanking everybody and again thank you Jamila for joining us so let's get right into this 
great state of Arkansas. We had a, a talk a couple weeks ago, and we talked about kind of what Arkansas is like and how it's a little bit different from like a Las Vegas, Nevada. But at the same time, there's some there's some commonalities. You know, people are going through stuff right now. We got COVID nineteen. We got pandemic after pandemic, uh, social injustice, civil unrest, um, all these things. So, can you start off the conversation by telling me a little bit about? How have things progressed since the last time we talked? What's going on for you or what do you see in your community that's going on right now? Oh, a, a really big major thing has happened um, in our legislation and as well as like the governor signing into law a bill that um, really affects a lot of licensed professionals, mm-hmm. um, whether it's barbers, so the cosmetology board, um, the counseling board already had like certain restrictions, but basically anyone that has um, a license that's regulated by the state, uh-huh. there is this long list of felonies and they're snatching their licenses. No like, way. Snatching them. Yes. Wow. So um, what's what's the logic with this? So they're saying that if you have, or if you're a registered felon, that you cannot be licensed in the state of Arkansas to do I mean, is it certain industries or just anybody who has a, a state? It's it's um, when it, when we I know for a fact it's barbers and cosmetics for barbers. I'll say specifically. Wow. Um, I've had people in my family affected by it. Sure. Um, because they're they are um, ex-felons. Right? right. But the crazy part is that if you've had a felony, let's say 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've been practicing and doing uh cutting hair mm-hmm. for like 15 years you'll still get your license snatched um oh my i know last year they tried to do something where they were basically trying to um take away the licensing board for mm-hmm. barbers and so it would basically like anybody cut hair. right right so it's been like this constant dismantling of that industry mm-hmm. and so it, it blows my mind um, that especially during a time like this, it, I don't. I, the only logic I could think of, because that was the question that you asked, was that they want the recidivism rate to be that high. Because <laughs> if you take away people's livelihood and occupations, right. then what do they go back to the street? Let's let, yeah. Um, Let's increase crime real so, quick. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be gang banging in Little Rock again. Like it was an actual thing in the nineties, and so Man. if you take away people's livelihood and opportunity. Um, because you have, you already have like this thing where um, they're already, there's a stigma behind it. So applying for jobs right. is already like, eh. Right. And so people go get like different licenses, professional licenses. And the the really wild part about it is that it would even be like a CDL license. Oh my so gosh. You can't even drive a truck. Wow. Wow. So you're taking away uh, a huge, a major economy source um, for a very specific population that already has a limited workforce or limited workforce opportunities. So when we talk about um, equity, you know what I mean? Economic equity, uh, that's a huge, that's a bombshell right now. I mean, my hairs are literally standing up like I don't even live in Little Rock, but I'm, I'm over here like, man. 
how how are locks going to get twisted? How are people going to be feeling good about themselves? You know what I mean? How are not only just the the business side of it, the workforce side of it, but we got to talk about like what does personal care do for communities? You know what I mean? During a time like this, um, man, that's that's major news. So have and you? If you're talking about even like self like care and personal care. It's even if you're thinking about kids going back to school mm-hmm. and like getting your hair done is a huge thing. There are kids, um, I've worked with them and it's like their self-esteem makes the same if they hear that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you talk about in the black community, like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Our hair looking a particular kind of way is a thing. And so it's just, it's a lot in here, here in the great state of Arkansas. <laughs> Right, right. And I know before when we talked, uh, we talked about the demographics a little bit and Little Rock, um, as far as demographics, uh, it's a it's a predominantly black area and and the the only area right in Arkansas that's as saturated with black community. Um, Pine Bluff is actually uh, they have, I guess. Pine Bluff is known to be more populated with with black people. Um, we're still a minority, but we're a larger minority mm-hmm. in Little Rock. Okay. Um, but, but Pine Bluff is, is really known, uh, for the black community and they have, they have an HBCU there. Mm-hmm. Um, and will you, will you, uh, uh say what, yeah, will you, will you explain what the HBCU is for the listeners? It's historically black college and university. So we also have one in Little Rock, um, Philander Smith college. But the big one that's under the University of Arkansas umbrella is University of Arkansas in Pine Bluff. It used to be called, oh, people are going to get on to me. But it was uh, an agriculture school. It started off as an agriculture school. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a black a black college. And it's where a lot of our um, older black um, people that have made major moves in the community, that's where they went. Because at the mm-hmm. time, that's the only place they could go. Right. Uh, because it was the black university in Arkansas. Ah, so so can we expect to see some backlash or at least uh, coming out of that area, maybe out of that institution for higher learning? Um, can we expect to see some type of response to this recent bill being passed? So I have to. <laughs> this is just uh, so I have a I have a family member that's like knee deep in politics. Uh-huh. Right. And. Um, when this was put out there, we, you know, we had Sunday dinners or whatnot. And so when, but this happened to be on a Friday, it was my grandmother's birthday. And so we were talking about it and, uh, my family member heard about it and disappeared for like an hour and an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And they were out in the car making calls to the judges, making mm-hmm. calls to different attorneys because like, this is, it's not okay. Right. So we're hoping, um, we are really, really hoping that that the community, the the professionals, mm-hmm. um, like have take take a route that that will be heard to the legislation. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, absolutely. So this is not something that a Facebook post of outrage is going to change, right? Like you have to play play with the same weapons that they play with. Like we we go into their house and play. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping. Um, that that occurs, I, as, as a human being, right in a in a profession, I I want to stand with them and do whatever it is I can to help. Um, 
I'll be out there with them, whatever whatever it is, and going to town halls if if that's what the route is in the end of taking. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Facebook posts uh, nowadays, um, it, we're causing fire, we're setting fire to the internet, and, and people are uh, gangbanging, so to speak, just to use use that term, but uh, gangbanging, so to speak, online. But it, it's going to take more than that. For any communities that are, that are under attack right now, um, that are at risk of losing resources and access and equity um, when it comes to economy, when it comes to uh, health, you know, um, the most important thing, I think, is to come together, you know what I mean? And, and really, um, when we take a look at history, history is able to repeat itself, you know, if there's no connection to kind of a larger group or a larger whole, right? And so, um, how much of, of personal care communities across the nation, how much of it is a call to action for them to come together and support? Because if, if this works in Arkansas, you better believe, you know, you're going to see an outspread uh, of this across the nation and, and people being attacked in communities in every single state. So um, right. right now for any uni, uni community members, uh, listeners that are in the personal care industry, listen to this, you know, find out how you can get involved uh, in your communities and also out, out pouring into uh, the community in, in Arkansas, you know, or communities in Arkansas, because uh, this is not a game that that's an attack. That's a low blow uh, taking away the economy for, for a very specific population. Right. So, man, so, so man, thank you for, for spilling the tea on this. You know, I feel like I got some like, you know, uh, I'm ahead of the game. You know, I'm hearing about stuff going on in Arkansas uh, from way out here in, in the fabulous Las Vegas. Um, tell me how this translates to your work and um, what risks are we going to see increase when it comes to health and wellness for people? Um, well, we know that if you're not able, so if we just go to just like a hierarchy of needs, right? Mm -hmm. If your well-being just like at the bottom, like if your food, shelter, water, if you can't have your basic needs met, mm -hmm. like all of this higher thinking and elevation and uh, of your thoughts and, you know, thinking about, well, what did that mean when I did that? Or could I have said, like, none of that, you not get there. If, you're, right. if your basic needs aren't being met, you go into survival mode and there's no there's no other thinking pattern going on about anything else. Like you're trying to make sure that you can eat mm -hmm. or that your family can eat. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about just overall health, it's like there's nothing else because you have to make sure that you can stay alive. Right. Like that's the number one thing. And so everything else kind of falls by by the wayside, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health is nothing if you can't feel secure in your living. Right, right. So out of the people that you see in your practice, how many would you say, um, how often or how common is it that it's really a basic needs issue? You know, so people are coming in and they're talking to you about, you know, whatever's going on in their lives. But for how many do you see it's connected to just a, a, a basic need not being met? Um, I think a, a lot of what I see is when people get distressed, sometimes they neglect their 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 needs. Mm -hmm. So this would be uh, basic things like drinking water or eating or um, 
sleeping, mm-hmm. right? Man, so you're hitting trifecta for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some of like their healing takes, I have spent, there have been several times in my practice that I've spent the first session just talking with them about sleep mm-hmm. and ways that they can set the tone and relax to get enough sleep. Because if you haven't slept in two and a half days, um, you're not thinking clearly. Right. Like you're going to continue to be stressed out. And so some, if we're just talking about basic needs, I think when we get into stressful situation, we, we sometimes have a tendency um, and not on purpose, but to neglect our basic needs. Right. Yeah. Neglecting ourselves um, because so many people are so, much more comfortable focusing on on other people on other things right and and i know we talked about it before um but it's kind of like the airplane model you know the airplane's going down you got to put on your own mask before you can put on even your child's mask because if you're not surviving then the people around you aren't surviving and so kind of allowing that to to shift our conversation how how does that look like for you? How do you put on your own mask and, and do self-care, especially during times like this where, you know, you walk outside and you could feel the tension, you know, in the community. You could feel um, this escalation, you know, of, of just tension and, and craziness, you know. So how, how do you survive and, and keep yourself ready uh, to, to be able to help out your community? I spend a lot of time by myself. <laughs> hey, that the, hey, that's the answer right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I can be quiet, and sometimes I just need to be still and mm-hmm. to be quiet. Um, one thing, to be completely honest, the pandemic has done was uh, made me sit down. Mm-hmm. I really like to travel, mm-hmm. um, and it's getting to the point now. Like yesterday, I was like, oh, I want to go somewhere <laughs> <laughs> by myself. <laughs> And in reality, I I kind of sat still and kind of thought about just things that I've done. And there there has really been a time where I I took off work a day because I wanted to go for a walk. Yeah. (laughs) And that was my goal the Mm -hmm. entire day was to go for a walk. Um, Because I, I know for me, being outdoors, being in nature, being quiet, um, even the physical component of, uh, you know, call it exercise, but, you know, I say it loosely. Right. Um, <laughs> Man, we are on the same page right now. I'm telling you. I'm loose. I'm loose with my workouts, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. Really about that. But, um, yeah, th- that's how I really, I have to take inventory, um, especially when I get really agitated or... And say to myself, okay, I may not be able to control whether or not this other country wants us to go to that country, but what can I control? I can control whether or not I go for a walk outside my own back door. Like, I can control that. Right. And so make sure that I'm doing the things that are in my control to take care of myself. Okay, okay. So so your self-care, it sounds like, um, is really doing kind of that self-inventory. You know what I mean? And in which ironically is is difficult for a lot of people to to really just look in the mirror and do that self inventory but it's it's so important right to to keep tabs on yourself to measure kind of where you're at in the face of all these things that are going on socially so how do you what's the message that you send to whether it be your clients or or communities anytime you're presenting what's the message for 
for others you know like how how do you how do you say in a nice way like i don't i'm not messing with you right now because i need myself time you know what i mean like what do they do when when you're taking time for yourself okay so i'm the queen of boundaries if like, like i can i can teach somebody boundaries with my eyes closed okay i do a lot of that in my private practice as well um because sometimes a lot of what we're dealing with is trying to take on other people's stuff. Right. And um, so, like, I, I have no problem saying I'm not in space for that right now. Um, and I'll call you back when I can. Okay. I was on the phone with the insurance lady the other day because I had to call about my, my renter's insurance or something. And she was trying to, um, like, bundle me with my car insurance. And I, and I said, well, no, ma'am, I have to do that another time. And so she came back around to it. I said, listen, I'm not in the space for that, ma'am. And I want to keep this really friendly. So I'm going to call you back when I'm ready. <laughs> when I'm ready to talk about it. Love it. So I have no, no problem putting boundaries out there. You have to teach me how to do it because I find myself, I answer the call. I'll let them talk. You know, I feel so bad because their, their speech is just so on point. Like they practice it 10 times before me and... I let them go through all that, and then I feel so bad having to say no. But boundaries, boundaries are important, and especially, you know, when there's so much chaos around us. Okay, okay. So tell me a little bit more about kind of just the landscape in Arkansas. What are um, some of the main things that you are seeing, um, especially during, you know, this time of, of global crisis? What are some of the main issues that you feel like you're, you're having to treat? Um, a lot of it is anxiety about their jobs and feeling stability within their jobs. So one of the things I have to be very honest about is Arkansas can have a very um, a good old boy mentality, mm -hmm. right? I heard of that, um, Nevada. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, oh, okay. I heard of that. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the the hiring of of friends and 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 if, if they can't hire their friend for whatever reason, the person that they do hire, they will sometimes so politely let them know that they really didn't want them there. Hmm. And so especially with the working from home population, mm -hmm. um, what I've seen a lot of is the anxiety behind, like, I need more to do, I need more to do, I need more to do, because right. I really want to show my supervisor and my job that I'm producing work. Right. Even though it could have been the same amount of work that they were doing in the office and there could have been like a, a schedule or whatnot, but because there's no actual face to face time, then it makes them question um, just what they, they begin to question um, their value right. with the company. Right. And then sometimes projecting that onto, you know, the whole work itself. And just having anxiety, anxiety around that, like, you know, this is my livelihood, mm -hmm. this is how I feed my family, and I, I need to feel validated in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen a lot of um, anxiety surrounding the workplace stress yeah. and the working from home kind of aspect of it. Makes sense. So, so what I'm hearing is the virtual workforce is uh, it's really feeding into the machine. So people are feeling like they have to be the machine, feed the machine and, and be productive in order to maintain uh, this perception that they're valuable. 
you know. And so yeah. from a from a clinical standpoint, from a health standpoint, um, we might find ourselves doing more of teaching people how to um, assess and, and measure their, their self-worth and value in, in different ways because uh, the reinforcement might not be there, you know, in the workforce right now because it is so uncertain, unstable, you know, and there's a lot of insecurities with that. So that's, that's interesting, and I'm sure that people are, are experiencing that even outside of, of Arkansas. I mean, even as you're talking, I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm kind of worried about my job too, you know, even though my job is, is my business is my job, you know. Um, yeah. but, but so many people, no matter what position you're in, you're, you're constantly worried about that productivity, you know. So that's, that's interesting, but also um, not surprising that, you know, it, it's happening everywhere, you know what I mean, and what do you think about that? Because a lot of ways people get stressed out and they start to isolate and feel like, gosh, like, am I the only one going through this? Like, why me? But when you hear that constantly, and I'm sure that uni podcast isn't the only place that people are hearing, hey, this is common. Everybody's going through it. We're all facing, we're all facing this. So how much is that a level of comfort versus, um, kind of minimizing, you know, what each individual person or family may be going through right now? Yeah, I think that for, um, for people, it's, it's kind of like you talked about working within themselves and, but also I try to talk to them about having the conversations and, and being in the kind of like here in the moment of conversations, you know, if, if this is what they say, like if you get an evaluation, and on your evaluation, it says X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Where are we having the disconnect that you don't even believe in? Right. You know right. What I'm saying, and so it's it's kind of kind of putting people in. Okay, well, you can to encourage them, and, and you said that everyone doesn't have that that landscape where they can get the feedback, and I I understand that too. I've seen that too, but I definitely um, try to get them to a place to encourage them. Um, if they're open to it, to have that type of dialogue mm -hmm. with their management about, you know, where they are and what's going on and, and how to, to say that in a way where it's not, um, I feel like that I'm not valuable. It's like, hey, is there anything that I could be doing um, that you would like for me to work on or something that I could be doing differently right. um, where you see that would be better for the team? Mm -hmm. And so some of it is, is helping them uh create a language that they can that they feel comfortable with expressing in that environment yeah. because we also have to be very aware that sometimes they are very hostile mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's uh I, I don't again not minimize don't want to minimize their their struggle because whatever it is it's theirs right and I have to honor and respect that um, but so definitely trying to help them get to a place where they're comfortable, like with the language of, right. you know, speaking and having that talk. Right. No, you're, you're hitting on an important point and that's language is important. You know what I mean? And, and uh, for somebody to be comfortable with language, I, I think that it has to be, you know, first understood, you know, defined in a similar way, in a universal way um, by the environment that they're in, you know, as well as internally, uh, we have to be comfortable and accept kind of that that definition for ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, but language language is important. It is important in how we uh, seek and measure value, you know, our self-worth and, and then also the value in our relationships with others. You know what I mean? 
Um, I kind of want to shift the conversation a little bit too, because in our earlier conversation, I recall um, you having some important points that you wanted to speak about having to do with youth, young people, children. And, and so I, are you laughing? Cause I remembered because I, you know, no, I kind I'm of, because I was looking for the articles before we started. Oh. And I was like, where are these articles? At? <laughs> oh, okay. Cause you know, to be honest with you, I was like, you know, inside internally, when we're talking about self-worth, I was feeling myself. I was like, you know what? I remember she wanted to talk about kids. I'm going to let her talk about kids right now. So I thought the smile was like, Oh wow, Bianca, you, you've got, you got it. You so on point right now. Let's talk about oh, kids. So, so awesome. you didn't, you haven't found the articles, but I know that we were talking about um, how important it is to voice uh, the experiences of our young people right now, um, especially. So, I know, I know, in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, we've got uh, some schools that just started back, uh, high schoolers or the school district, um, you know, starting back in in the upcoming week. Um, so. The things that we were talking about weeks ago are exacerbated now that we've got a back to school, you know, virtual distance learning, whatever they're calling it. Um, I call it a cluster, beep, you know, whatever. Um, what does that look like in Arkansas right now? Like what? I don't know. In, in Las Vegas, we have one main school district. Um, I don't even really understand it. And forgive me for uni, uni audience members that are part of this this machine. But I don't understand how, how so many kids are in one school district. You know, we, we have the, I think, the top three um, uh, in size school districts in the nation. And we're not even top 10 cities. So I, I don't understand how um, so many wow. kids and families are impacted by one singular uh, entity another podcast but but for you what does it look like you know in arkansas do you have several different school districts are they do all doing distance learning you know what what's being done for these families and kids can you speak on that yeah i like to call it you call it a class a cluster beep i like to call it a bleep show you know okay what I'm hey bleep bleep, bleep show bleep bleep that's yeah. gonna be uh <laughs> And you just let me know if you give me a sign, I'll just I'll just say bleep and then, you know, for whatever you want during this conversation, because I'm sure there's a lot of bleeps. Uh, it's so interesting because with the practice, I see everyone that's affected mm -hmm. by it from the students to the parents to administrators, teachers, people within the school district. Like it's, it's amazing how that works. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I hear it from every part, you know, um, we have, let me see, we have like, we have Little Rock, North Little Rock, Pulaski County, um, and then North Pulaski. So we have about four, and I might be missing one. We have about four school districts, and that doesn't even include like the one in Benton. Mm -hmm. It's like in central Arkansas. Okay. Um, it, you know, they, some some schools are giving parents options. Most schools are giving parents options mm -hmm. um, if they want to be in person or uh, virtual. And so I'm a big advocate of choice. Like I love giving people choices sure. um, because then they have to be responsible for the choice they make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have the choice. And in reality, the, the reality is no one knows what it's going to look like. Right. We don't. Yeah. We'll see. We'll and see so you when we get there. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, do the best you can. Yeah. Like I had a oh gosh, I wish someone posted a picture of the school district providing them a distance desk. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. I cannot make this up. It was like a shower curtain hung from the ceiling in front of the desk. And that was it. <laughs> the shower curtain's gonna stop. Okay. Okay. That's what it was. Wow. It was legit a shower curtain hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. Wow. And it wasn't one of those things that was like that somebody like made up on the internet. You know, it was it was in an Arkansas school because we had a different college like paraphernalia behind it. And I was just like, hmm. Okay. 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 That's what they're doing. So that's their choice. They can go to inside the shower curtain. And, and let me just, if I can digress, uh, because this is how my, my mind works. I'm, I'm picturing, um, you know, and I'll put out there, I'm, I'm, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to, I'm going to date myself before I give you what ran through my mind with a shower curtain. I was thinking Tony Braxton, unbreak my heart. And, and to me, um, I think that's so fitting for a soundtrack for our youth right now, having the choice between going at a desk with a shower curtain around us or being at home. And for some of our kids, being at home in situations that are not ideal. And, and we'll say that's the PC way of saying it. But we, we all know um, that for our young people that were in tough situations, even abusive situations before, that it, it's gotten worse. You know, they're at higher risk. Um, there's a lot of concern about about young people being at home um, during distance learning and not having access to um, not just your basic resources, but I mean life life or death scenarios you know for a lot of our young people so to give them a choice between those two um unbreak my heart tony braxton i think 99 you know um i have a whole a whole story about that but i won't i won't go into it i won't go into my tony braxton story um but it sure would be awesome if tony braxton was listening to uni podcasts and and i could tell her um all the times that i sang that song with my whole heart but anyhow so that's the choice young people what are you seeing in practice in terms of like because you were saying you saw the parents point of view you saw or you see uh the young person's point of view you see administrators professionals what is what is what are they thinking what are they feeling right now um some of them are very just kind of like blah you know whatever some of them can joke about it because that's what teenagers do uh for some I feel like the just already the the inherent social pressure of being in school, middle school, high school is almost magnified mm-hmm. because okay, if you don't come back to school, what does that mean for you? You if you, you know, did come to school, what does that mean for you? Like all of these things that that they come up with in their brain. Um, and what's really interesting, I had I had the pleasure of, of my a friend of mine she worked with with some high schoolers and we were just kind of around each other and they were talking about the feedback that some of their parents give them when they say hey I think I need to go talk to somebody <laughs> and some of their parents are like ain't nothing wrong with you you just need to sit down and you know all this <laughs> stuff that parents say right and it's just like I wonder especially in in this situation in a time like this when they're when they recognize that that they 
or maybe maybe the problem is that they don't recognize it, that they're having a hard time dealing with something. Is that going to continue to be the feedback that you give your children right. when they really don't know what's happening? Mm-hmm. And everybody is on this learning curve. Everybody's on yeah. this learning curve. Yeah. And and I think it's important it's important too for parents to know um, that they are not alone. For those that are confused, that are going crazy, um, that they they're not alone. Not to minimize anybody's experience, um, but but all parents are going through it. All all adults and households with with school age youth are going through the same things. Um, there's a level of anxiety uh, that that comes along with the word Zoom for me at this point. Um, anytime somebody says zoom, (laughs) my blood pressure goes up a little bit. Um, you know, I get a little hot, get a little sweaty just because, uh, there's so many things that, that you have to worry about. You know, you got, you got passwords and codes and links and internet connection. And, and to me, um, I equate when I'm on a zoom call and, and you know how it comes up, it pops up and says your, your connection is unstable. And then it, it starts to get yellow and then red. That's like my car getting declined at the grocery store, man. I mean, like, I, I I know I'm freezing, you know. I mean, these are these are this is a level of anxiety um, that parents have, and of course, you know, our young people. How I'm, I'm I applaud young people that have already started that that will be going into uh, the new school year with distance learning. I applaud them because uh, to have to deal with all of that. Um, you know, in addition to, okay, yeah, how am I going to learn, you know, in these circumstances, you know, how am I going to, um, develop socially, you know, and I know it's not in those words per se for a young person, but, um, we, we all know, and, and clinically speaking, right. Development right now, uh, everybody's role and, and, or everybody's purpose and their point of development for school age kids. It's all about finding identity, right? You're, you're establishing yeah. your, your moral, your social identity. And so, um, Absolutely. how do you do that, you know, over the computer, you know, through the computer? And, and I don't know that I really have the answer. Right. I have a, I, ha- I definitely have a level of empathy for, for them in the school age and trying to find your identity um, because it's, and we kind of talked about it before with just like the, the social media and being seen on there and what, like it's, they're bombarded with, with so much to, to basically be who they are. Right. While they're trying to find who they are. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and as quiet as kept, you're always evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always, and so I, I have a great level of empathy for them, and I don't know it, it breaks it breaks my heart, but I also see the resilience in them. Yeah, um, and it's a beautiful thing when they can sit and have a conversation about it. Yeah. it's it's such a beautiful thing. And I, what I do, I applaud like your your podcast because it's getting the word out there. It's normalizing mental health. And so I'm seeing the younger generation actually like among each other, even though they got to do some footwork with their parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. But among each other, they're able to have conversations and with their peers about how they're doing and their peers aren't necessarily um, talking down to them or talking bad about them. It's just like, hey, if you need help, come talk to me or I know this Instagram page or this TikTok talks about, you know, various things. So 
thank you for the work that you do because ah, it's, thank you. it's definitely helping to normalize that you know it's okay to talk to people and for even so for our younger generation it's a beautiful thing ah, I, I appreciate that any anytime uh my name comes up uni podcast comes up and it, along in the same sentence with normal uh, is an honor it's an honor. Thank you so much. Um, I also I want to give some shout outs too because it's it's not just me and it's not just Uni Podcasts. Um, I have an agency, Desert Rose Counseling Group, and a nonprofit, Desert Rose Gives, um, that's doing some things to be able to help support communities and families with school age youth um, stay connected. You know, even though we've got all these words and distancing, you know, attached to distancing going on right now, it's so important to stay connected. Um, you know we right now we're we're in the lab we're devising plans to become more mobile so we can get out into the communities um check in on on uh school age youth that are in the homes making sure they have what they need and also have an outlet you know um so stay tuned for for those types of things i'm also as you're talking i'm thinking about you know ways that we can contribute uni podcasts um now we've got our our uni podcast tees um that are going to be on sale on the website and and i'm getting into fashion for the first time in my life you know i'm dipping in dipping my toe into my fashion bag right so i'm thinking fashion and, and we should have a, a uni podcast clothing line for distance learning and it's going to be called professional party okay professional party because up top waist up it's professional right these are school uniforms you heard it here first on the uni podcast don't steal this and below waist down it's gonna be a party because that's that's my new identity i got pajama pants on right now you don't even, no i don't but i normally do i normally have the pajama pants on but i got the nice polo button up something you know up top all professional so uh i you just gave me the idea you inspired me jamila to come up with a new clothing line look forward at uni podcast first Thank hey, you. I support it because any day of the week, I live to wear fish pants. Right? <laughs> Professional party. PMP, you know, for short. I'm I'm just coming off the dome right now, Jamila. This is this is what happens when you and me get on Zoom. And I said Zoom, and it was kind of like Mufasa. Ooh, Zoom. Ooh. But my internet, my internet connection right now is is so stable. Thank you, GTV Radio. Always set me up in the studio. So Jamila, please tell me and tell the audience how they would get a hold of you if they want to reach you, not only just for your private practice and what you do out in the community, but just to continue this conversation, to pick your brain about youth, families, and the structure, and what's going on in the communities uh, surrounding in, in Arkansas. Okay, I love to play on Instagram all day. Uh, I really have that. It's, it's slick and addiction, okay? I'm trying to break it but I love it. Um, and my, my Instagram handle is Miss Jackson Family Therapist, and that's M-S period Jackson Family Therapist. Um, I also just have a regular regular Facebook page. It's Jamila, J-A-M-E-E-L-A Jackson. Um, you can, I can also be found um, at roadtodestiny.net. Okay. And that's kind of where I had, I had a blog going. I ain't been on it in a long time, but you can still come say hi because I get emails and feel out of contact. All right. I'm going on there right now. No, don't do it. Don't oh, do no, it. <laughs> in a minute. Do I'm going on there in a minute. <laughs> yes. And then I, I have a phone number. It's 501-256-3967. So I'm on Instagram at Miss Jackson Family Therapist. I'm on Facebook, Janela Jackson. 
have a website. I'm kind of like everywhere. You could literally Google me and Google. Hey, you know what? And Jamila, not even gonna lie to you, I tell people that all the time. <laughs> like Google me, you know, Google me, and then you find me on Google. Yeah, but it's really odd when people be like. You know, uh, I Googled you and I saw you with uh, some, I was featured in the newspaper a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And so there's a dress from the article and somebody told me about it. I was like, no, you just didn't Google me. You look, you look, you look. <laughs> I know. I, so, so before we tell people to Google us, we need to Google ourselves just to make sure that what we want is up there because you're right. I used to tell people that, you know, a few years ago when I was fresh out of the basketball scene, you know, I used to play women's basketball and, and I was a baller. So I tell them, Google me, check my stats, know who you talking to before you invite me onto the court. But now that I'm a little bit older, wiser, but slower, you know, and, and wider, um, and some other things. But anyhow, now that we've got a few years past that, you know, I need to maybe go back and, and see what Google's talking about now, you know, because, you know, you know, Jamila. But to the Google you, unforgiving. unforgiving, right? And, and that, that's something important for people to know, too. Be careful what you put on there because it never goes away. I'm, and like I told you, right. in a couple of weeks, I'll be 39. So I talk like a 39 year old. Check this out. Uh, everything is in the cloud. Everything is in the cloud. Even what you have on your phones. I got conspiracies. 39 years worth of, of conspiracies. That we are going to save for our next podcast. Because I got some good stuff. Good conspiracies. <laughs> so, they know how to get a hold of you. IG, that's where you're at. You're on the gram. Addicted to the gram. Uh, Facebook. And then the, um, you got the .net address. Will you say that one again? That we're going to look at later for the blog. Yeah, Road to Destiny. Road to Destiny. Love it. Love it. Um, And you gave out your number. Thank you so much um, for giving that avenue for people to be able to reach you. Um, I definitely am going to be accessing those those resources, uh, reaching out to you to have many more conversations so we can join efforts from Las Vegas, the fabulous Las Vegas, all the way to Little Rock, Arkansas. And we can bridge the gap because that is the key right now for communities everywhere is we need to be connected to a greater whole. And and that starts, you know, internally, it starts spiritually, psychologically, physically. Um, We need to have each other's backs because the things that are going on in Little Rock are also going to be going on in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? And so um, and and everywhere. So I encourage people to to get connected. Anytime somebody's giving out resources and numbers and handles, uh, jot that down, jot that down or Google me. Google me. Um, somebody out there that, that's listening that has a connection that name drops Tony Braxton, please let her know that I name dropped her on, on this podcast, right? Because uh, if, if we can get Tony to listen, I, I have something for Tony. I have something for Tony. And I'm going to call her by first name because that's how intimate, intimate I am when I'm in the shower singing Unbreak My Heart. Oh, oh, getting low. Yeah, no, I know. I know. <laughs> Please take away all this pain. You take me out of the ring. I'm just that's a, that's a little taste. I'm not going to give you too much. Little taste. Um, that is the free version. That's the free, the free version because economy right now. All right, Jamila. Man, you gonna have me on here silly all day, all day long. I appreciate you coming out. And uh, thank you. I enjoyed our conversation. 
No, thank you, thank you. So before we go, um, and 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 after we give just a shout out to Jamila for for joining us on the Uni Podcast, I want to say again, thank you to GTV Radio, thank you to TC Mentality, uh, thank you to Frequency Jewelry for keeping my drip all the time. Um, so wet, so wet. It's like oceans, oceans of emotions. Uh, also reminds me of Beyonce and Destiny's Children's song. Um, but also want to give a shout out to the Mental Health News Radio Network, irelate.org. And if you please go to irelate, that's I R E L, the number eight.org forward slash uni forward slash. That is the application with peer supports 24 7, 365, and like 57 or something odd languages. So, uh, great, great resource for everybody out there that's listening that could use a little extra support, which we all could at some times. All right, Jamila, anything else that you want to say to the uni listeners? Something you want to leave no, them with? No, I was writing down because I wrote. I wrote it down wrong. You said I-R-E-L, the number eight. Yes, yes. I'm glad that I clarified that before we left. It's I-R-E-L, the number eight, dot org, forward slash uni, forward slash. That'll take you to our landing page. There'll be a big, beautiful person uh, that pops up on that landing page. I, I don't know who she is, but I'm telling you, she, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And then... You'll be able to to learn more about irelate.org and hopefully sign up. It's like a nominal cost. I think it's like 99 cents a month or something like that. So for $12 a year, which is nothing, I spend more than that on my uh, my coffee and, and things like that. But uh, they make it very affordable to have great access. So, all right, Jamila, thank you again. Thank you, Uni Podcast listeners, for tuning in. Uh, this will drop in a few weeks and we're definitely going to stay in touch and let you know so that you could share that link with your network and we just got to keep the movement alive keep it going uh, keep the momentum uh, because you're right this is so important to have these conversations to normalize mental health and wellness normalize the conversation so that we're all keeping pulse checking in you know and and staying healthy it's all about survival at this point Thank you all so much for your time today. I'm your host, Bianca McCall. Remember, connect, create, be constructive. Help me and the many others doing amazing things in the space of suicide prevention and reach in to give permission to those in crisis to reach out. Please, I welcome for you to share your thoughts, your feelings, your efforts, or the efforts of others in your communities with me. Please, you can find me on YouTube, on IG, on Facebook, under my agency's name, Desert Rose Counseling Group, or you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Bianca McCall. We also have a website where we'll be posting our podcasts and updates on information. And until next time, stay safe, be well, be heroes.